Good morning. What a joy to see you all this morning in our church. Welcome to Talmadge Hill on this July 11th. Kind of a muggy, weird day. A little bit hot, a little cold, and doesn't know what it wants to do. Um, so good to see you. Raise your hand if this is the first time you've been back in the sanctuary for a little while. And you kids, I haven't seen you guys in a while. And Carol, everyone, it's so good to see you. And if this is your first time worshiping with us, a special warm welcome. Um, before we start, a few announcements. We have um, two more Bible studies at Scott's house that are going to be taking place before we take a little break for the summer. So the next two weeks are going to be thematic, talking about what the Bible has to say about homosexuality. And it should be rich and interesting discussion, and Scott's our host. Please come to that, 9.30 to 11, and all are welcome. Um, and then there's going to be a summer hiatus for Bible study. Uh, what else is going on? You're probably, I'm here this week, and then I go on vacation. Carter comes back. Um, so we'll both be kind of giving each other a little break, but you'll see one or both of us uh, throughout the summer. But we're going to be doing that drafting thing, where one of us goes ahead and the other kind of hangs back. Um, so special thanks to Peter for being here this morning. Rob's taken a vacation day. And big thanks to Miles for joining us in leading worship today. Are there other announcements from the congregation? Okay. Then let us stand and sing, God be in my head.
loving, compassionate God who holds our spirits close and loves our spirits deeply each and every moment of eternity. Bless us as we worship together in this place, as we faithfully stand before you in this sanctuary. Give us the courage to expand our awareness of one another. Bless our mingling souls and encourage them to become one spirit in you, Lord. We ask that you soften our focus on the week that has passed. We ask that you pause our projection on the week that is to come. Let us intentionally embrace our time together as sacred. Let us open our hearts to receive your message of love, compassion, and gratitude. May we elevate our understanding and gratitude for the cascade of blessings you bestow upon us, seen and unseen, heard and unheard. Open us to see them often, as often as each breath we take. For that breath, Lord, is your breath. So let us begin by breathing the words that your Son, Jesus, taught us to pray boldly. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done.
It is by your grace, O Lord, that we are able to make these offerings. May these gifts swiftly find their way to the people and places that need help. Add your blessing to these gifts, dear Lord, as we pray that they are pleasing and sufficient. I was wondering if the kids would come up for a minute and just have a quick visit with me for just a few minutes. Come on up. Do you mind? Come on up. We just haven't had this many kids in the sanctuary for a while, so just pop on up here for two minutes. I just want to say hi. You guys can sit down. Hi. So I'm hoping that you guys could just really quickly bring the congregation up to speed on what year you just finished school and what grade you're going into and what you're up to this summer. And if you could just remind them your name and give them a wave, they're probably just as happy to see you as I am. So, Lucas, should we start with you? Okay. Um, just talk really loud so everyone can hear you. Um, I'm going into fourth grade. Awesome. What are you up to this summer, Lucas? Well, I think uh, this coming week we're going to Rhode Island. Fantastic. Rhode Island. To, to where? Rhode Island. To Rhode Island. Wonderful. Thanks, Lucas. Hi. Um, my name is Pollyanna, and I am going into fifth grade. And we're not doing that much this summer, but we're doing some camp, and we're getting together with friends. Fantastic. Thanks. Say that one more time. At the end of the summer, we'll probably get a dog. A dog? Wow. That's very cool. <laughs> so fourth grade, you said, right? Okay, two fourth graders, a fifth grader. Um, my name is Bella. I'm going into sixth grade, my first year of middle school. <gasps> uh, and this summer, we're kind of just having a lazy summer. Nice. But uh, yeah, this week we're going to Rhode Island. Great. And you got braces, I think? Yeah. They look fetching. Thank you. Wonderful. Congratulations on going into middle school. My name is Julia, and I'm going into second grade. Nice. And we are doing some camps. And at the end of the summer, we're also going to And do you know what kind of dog you're going to get? Um, we, we're not sure yet. OK. And do you hope that it's a boy or a girl dog? Well,
scripture reading this morning is Psalm 19. And I'm doing a slightly different um, translation. I'm going to be reading, it's going to sound familiar, but maybe a little different. It's called the Living Bible. So um, here now for God's word on this new day. The heavens are telling the glory of God. They are a marvelous display of her craftsmanship. Day and night, they keep on telling about God. Without a sound or word, silent in the skies, their message reaches out across the world. The sun lives in the heavens where God placed it, and it moves out across the skies as radiant as a bridegroom going to his wedding, or as joyous as an athlete looking forward to her race. The sun crosses the heavens from end to end, and nothing can hide from its heat. God's laws are perfect. They protect us. They make us wise. They give us joy and light. God's laws are pure, eternal, and just. They're more desirable than gold. They're sweeter than honey dripping from the honeycomb. And they warn us away from harm and give success to those who obey them. But how can I ever know what sins are lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults and keep me from deliberately doing wrongs. Help me from stop doing them. Only then can I be free of guilt and innocent of some great crime. May my words spoken and unspoken thoughts be pleasing even to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Here ends our reading for today. Thanks be to God. The other day, my son, Will, who I could swear was just born, turned 21. My husband and I started reminiscing about when he was a little guy. We remembered a story. He had recently turned two, and I had just had a new baby. And Mike and I were exhausted in that way that only parents of a two-year-old and a newborn can be. Lots of things were sliding in our lives, things like showers and laundry and proper meals, and of course, sleep. One night when I was getting Will ready for bed, I noticed a large purplish-blue tumor on his belly. My heart quickened. How could this be? How had I failed to notice this? It was pretty big and it looked pretty scary. I inspected it closely and then called in Mike to have a look. We agreed to give it a little time and then to call our pediatrician. A couple of days later, the growth, the growth was still there. And if anything, it looked darker and even more ominous. Post haste, we made an appointment with our pediatrician, imagine, imagining all sorts of terrible scenarios. The doctor took off Will's little shirt, and she got up close to his belly. She felt the tumor, and then she put her glasses on to peer at it even more closely. And then she got up even closer and scratched at it a bit, 
and darned if she didn't lean in to sniff it. Ah, she said, pulling off her glasses with a flourish and sitting back with a satisfied sigh. I know exactly what's going on here. I've actually seen this before. What? we asked. Do you think it's malignant? How, how worried should we be? Not worried at all, she answered. What we have here is a large glob of grape jelly. <laughs> Welch's, if I'm not mistaken, that has fossilized on your son's stomach. It's, it's probably been there a while. <laughs> My suggestion is that you give him a bath. <laughs> Dr. D really is an amazing diagnostician. <laughs> and clearly, in our exhaustion, my husband and I hadn't been paying close enough attention. The French philosopher Simone Ville wrote before her death, attention is the rarest and purest form of generosity. Similarly, the poet J.D. McClatchy observed that love is the quality of attention we pay to things. Love is the quality of attention we pay to things. And because our attention shapes our entire experience of this world, and this is, after all, the very basis of mindful meditation, the things and people we focus our attention on subtly but profoundly shape who we are. Our attention is priceless. It is perhaps the single most powerful energy we possess. And yet we give it away so lightly. We spend it so carelessly. We give it to social media and to the endless stream of entertainment that pours from our devices. We offer it freely to people who don't really value it. Much of the time, we dilute it and divide it. We have conversations in which we're only half there. We experience important life-changing events while thinking about other times and other places, hardly aware of our surroundings. We attend to what someone is saying with one ear, while having a running monologue in our heads. And we allow our devices to constantly interrupt real-time interactions. We do this for countless reasons. The reality of living in this world creates immense demands on our attention. We all have a number of daily to-do items. And multi multitasking means that we are keeping several mental balls up in the air at all times. But if we're really being honest with ourselves, much of the time we fail to give our full attention because it requires real effort, doesn't it? It requires us to be generous and to put away ourselves for a time. Doing so bears abundant fruit. Attention 
is the sustenance upon which all relationships thrive. And true intimacy is impossible without it. So perhaps this is what the Buddhist author John Tarrant meant when he wrote, attention is the most basic form of love. To love is to pay attention. Today's psalmist understood this. The writer opens this expansive poem by portraying the whole created order as a declaration of God's glory. It is a declaration made without words. The the psalmist is calling the created universe God's speech given without words and one that we are supposed to be paying close attention to. Creation can be seen as a visual aid to help us stay mindful of God. In the psalm, we are to understand that keeping God's laws is to live in harmony with God's will. It is a matter of keeping the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. And the psalmist sees that this is not something burdensome, but something joyful and life-giving, like a bridegroom running to his wedding or an athlete anticipating a race. For the writer, God's law, like creation, is that reminder to keep our attention on the things that most matter, the ways and things of God, things like truth and justice, mercy and love and compassion. And we are not meant to squander our attention on things that lead us away from that which is life-giving and life-sustaining. What we pay attention to matters very much. What we pour our hearts and our minds into ultimately shapes who we are. I love this from Frederick Buechner's book, Whistling in the Dark. He's writing about how art is one of the forms of paying attention. He writes, from the simplest lyric to the most complex novel and densest drama, literature is asking us to pay attention. The painter does the same thing, of course. And unlike painters who work with space, musicians work with time, with one note following note as a second follows a second. Listen, says Vivaldi and Brahms. Listen to this time that I have framed between the first note and the last, and to these sounds in time. Listen to the way the silence is broken into uneven lengths between the sounds and the silences themselves. Listen to the scrape of bow against gut, the rap of stick against drumhead, the rush of breath through reed and wood. The sounds of the earth are like music, which of course is where music comes from. Listen to the voices outside the window, the rumble of the furnace, the creak of your chair, the water running in the kitchen sink. 
Learn to listen to the music of your own lengths of your time and your own silences. Literature, painting, music, the most basic lesson that all art teaches us is to stop and to look and to listen to life on this planet, including our own lives, as vastly richer, deeper, more mysterious business than most of the time it ever occurs to us to suspect as we bumble along from day to day on automatic pilot. In a world that for the most part steers clear of the whole idea of holiness, art is one of the few places left where we can speak to each other of holy things. So when Jesus came along saying that the greatest commandment of all is to love God and to love our neighbor, he too is asking us to just pay attention. If we are to love God, we must first stop and look and listen for him and what is happening around us. If we are to love our neighbors before doing anything else, we must see our neighbors. With our imagination, as well as our eyes, that is to say, like artists, we must not just see their faces, but the life behind the faces and within the faces. So let love be the frame in which we see them. Are we paying attention to our hours, to our days, and to our lives? Are we paying close enough attention so that we can see God in one another, and God in the wordless handicraft of creation all around us? The other day, Rob and I were talking about this sermon when it was just the kernel of an idea, and we got talking about this idea of paying attention and about how easy it is to miss so much every day and about how often our bodies are in one place but our minds are in another place. <clears throat> and he told me about this thing that he and Catherine and a group of friends did a few summers ago. They put together something called love lists. What is that, you ask? Well, each day, each person in the group committed to writing down 10 things that they had observed and loved about that day. Rob said that they were to be very specific, not just, oh, I love flowers, but I love the last few late-blooming peonies. And then each evening, they would share their lists with one another by email, reading each other's loves and observations. The amazing thing, Rob said, was that in doing this exercise each day, and in knowing that he would be sharing his observations, he became so much more observant about the world, walking around with eyes turned and tuned to the beauty and to the extraordinary within the ordinary. Eyes that were like little nets to catch all of the wonderful things around him. So I'm gonna read you a few of the ones he sent me. He gave me permission to share them with you. Some of these are Rob's, and some of these are from the rest of the group. Watching the cat nap 
in the sun. The word for the smell after it rains, petriature. Last night, played old, old songs on a record player, and then we reminisced while sipping delicious things. Ah. The point in the summer where there is a lot of summer behind me and a lot of summer ahead and feeling so far from shore. When the UPS deliverer comes to the door with something. The smell of clean laundry. Being so satisfyingly exhausted and hungry after a long hike. An outdoor shower on a hot day. <laughs> a perfect row of wildflowers that grew up along our fence this month. BLTs, <laughs> the official sandwich of summer. Okay, that one was mine. <laughs> <laughs> might involve bacon. <laughs> there were many more, but I think you get the idea. I will be stealing Rob's idea and keeping a love list as often as I can this summer. Will you keep a list with me? Would you be interested in sharing our love lists with one another? We can't always pay close attention. Sometimes blobs of grape jelly escape our notice because we are busy or tired or overwhelmed by life's demands. That is to be expected. But when we are able, the gift of our undiluted attention is one of the most generous and profound things we can give to one another and to ourselves. Being present to one another and to our lives, it is transformational. And worship, I would say, and I'm betting that the psalmist would too, it's merely our willingness to pay attention and to give thanks to the gifts all around us. For if we indeed are to love God and to love one another, we first must stop and look and listen for God and for what is happening all around us. Amen.
invitation is upon us as we bring this particular moment of worship to a close. Accept this invitation to pay attention and make yourself known to God. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you for speaking through your servant Jennifer this morning with words that remind us to awaken your everyday miracles. With words that remind us to remain awake so as not to miss a single miracle and that all of your miracles are held together by the one eternal also with keen eyes to witness the miracle of your presence in one another. We ask you now to have mercy on us so that we may have mercy on ourselves. As we enter into a moment of silent reflective prayer. <coughs> singular prayer with you. We ask that you now hear our prayer for others, for the sick, the suffering, for the homeless, the hungry, the oppressed. Hear our pleas, Lord, to increase our capacity to be compassionate so that our prayers become action and our faith increased as we actively suffer with, endure with all who have been pushed to the margins of our world. Have mercy on us so that we may have mercy on ourselves. Finally, Lord, we ask that you have mercy on all those in power. Bless them with true compassion Guide their hearts toward mindful choices that lead to peace, that will kindle the flame of hope for harmony and healing. We humbly ask these things of you.
feel comfortable, we can gather into our circle, even holding hands. Thank you for sharing this day with me. I want to thank Bonnie and Kate for their volunteering. The dedication, you didn't notice looking at your program, it is beautiful. Of the flowers on the altar. I want to thank Peter and Tassa with uh, Rob Who. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for being here. And thanks to Miles for helping me. Friends, go in peace, for you are so loved. Be paying attention to one another. Be paying attention to all that's around you.